Assalamu alaikum and thank you for joining the Radiant Woman podcast. My name is Sekina Alao and I am the host of this amazing podcast, if I do say so myself, <laughs> which is geared at encouraging you to live an authentic and joyous life. Before we proceed, um, how was your holiday? I hope it was great for you. Uh, I personally had a swell time with my family outside the hustle and bustle of Lagos. And um, the quiet was quite refreshing for me. I totally enjoyed myself. But sadly, it is back to business as usual. So today, um, what are we talking about? Today, I would like to talk about living by design, right? And I think that this topic is very apt um, because, I mean, it's a new quarter for most of us, you know, particularly those of us that are still very aligned um, with the Gregorian calendar. And um, although since 2020, I think, I have been trying to follow the Hidri calendar um, as much as possible, which is my personal choice, by the way. Um, one thing that I try to do is not miss an opportunity to feel that sense of renewal and hope that comes with a new season, right? And so basically, I try to leave change things, tweak things per quarter. You know, there's there's just something so amazing and powerful about operating in bursts of 90 days. And um, I know it has been working for me since I've started doing that. And I think it's something that, you know, a lot of us should try out. So when we talk about living by design, I would like us to talk about design in itself. What does it mean? you know, to design. And that basically means to conceive in the mind first an end goal or maybe something we are trying to create, you know, how we want something to be, then having a plan to get to that goal. And when we talk about, when we now apply that definition to our lives, you know, that is having a life design a noun in quotes, it means having a deep think about the kind of life that we want to live, you know, who we want to become, setting goals that are specific to our desires, and finally writing or putting down a plan to achieve those goals that constitute the big picture that we have, right? And of course, after designing, comes execution. Some of us might think of it as, you know, separate parts, but I would not want to look at it or treat it as, you know, separate entities because, you know, I strongly believe that without execution, um, one cannot live by design. Um, that is the action word, like the verb, live by design. Let's touch briefly on execution. This is where many of us fall short, right? Um, but I can tell you from free and from my experience that many people also have issues with designing itself or planning, right? And that's the, the, the part about conceiving in the mind. So I'll give you an example. Um, about five, six years ago, right, I had issues actually conceiving in my mind. And of course, that's automatically affected the fact that I couldn't plan because although I knew what I didn't want, I didn't know what I wanted. So it was very difficult for me to actually conceive um, 
a life or think about goals that I wanted, right? And of course, I couldn't plan and it was just a mess. So fast forward like two years after that, I had started getting clarity on the things I actually wanted and I had started conceiving a lot of ideas, right? You even got to the point, if you listen to my podcast with Sister Aisha Mai on limiting beliefs, you know, there was a time I spoke about how I had so many ideas and it got to a point that because I wasn't executing on them, I I started getting embarrassed. I, I was embarrassed to even share more ideas. So what I'm just trying to say is, it's not only in execution that we might encounter problems when we are trying to um, design or lead by design. It can The issues can also come up in designing itself. That's that process of conceiving in the mind and also in planning. And this is not to make anybody feel bad or anything. Like I said, I just gave an example of myself. And alhamdulillah, I mean, the execution, I've started executing, I've learned and, you know, from experience, I'm just trying to execute as much as I can, right? But this is not to make anyone feel bad. It's just to, you know, kind of tell you to, you know, give yourself some grace, you know, accept and empathize with yourself that, okay, it is what it is. This is my situation. And now think about, you know, how can I, how can I do better? How can I move forward from whatever stage that I am in, right? So, in summary, if you were to if you were to break down living by design, what it means is that you know it's living intentionally, living on purpose. Because number one, you have thought about who you want to be. You know, ideally, you have thought about that in your head. You have conceived it in your mind, and um, you have thought about okay what is the identity that I want to embody? What is the big picture for me, for my life? Then secondly, you know, you have set up a specific goal that takes you closer to that big picture and you have written it down somewhere, you know, that you can always reference and look at, you know, when things get awry or things get a bit shaken up. And lastly, you have executed on that plan so that's what it means to live by design right so the first time that i attempted to um I attempted the concept of like living by design right was honestly when i had my son in 2017 <laughs> as a young mom right i was of course i was elated i was happy that you know i've been bestowed this amazing gifts by allah um but as the days went by I started getting overwhelmed, I started getting anxious, you know, I was tired, I was confused, you know, things were just spiraling out of control, and I knew that I needed to do something fast, right, Um, I was experiencing something new, I was learning, you know, it was also new to me, I, I, you know, I was experiencing a lot of emotions, you know, going through my body changes, all that. So it was a lot. And even though I had help and support to a large extent, um, it was still just such a mess. And I felt like my life was, you know, out of control. I had no control over my life. And as someone who prided myself in wanting spontaneity, you know, and flexibility, 
it was a huge blow for me to actually realize that what I actually needed was structure and a plan to keep things from imploding on my head, basically. So, so at that point, I just thought, you know, I thought about the picture, the big picture for my son. You know, what kind of upbringing did I want him to have? You know, and I made plans to achieve those results. So that way, I was able to utilize the resource that I had at my disposal even better. And that was when I realized that structure is good for me and for everyone. Like, the thing is, if you don't have a plan, you would lose the plot. And oftentimes, we deceive ourselves and say that we don't want to live rigidly. But we're just mixing things up because having a plan and structure isn't equal to rigidity or maybe a boring life. We So we tend to wallow in chaos and call it flexibility, which it is not, by the way. So we fail to realize that, you know, if there is no structure or plan in the first place, there's actually nothing to be, to be flexible about. Like, there has to be something present in the first place, you know, to move or rearrange. And that's what flexibility is about. So for example, when we say maybe somebody somebody's body is flexible, you know, there are bones and cartilages and all those things that make up that, that is like the structure in the first place. And maybe perhaps maybe due to training or for some reason, you know, they are able to bend or move in one direction more than usual. We then say that, you know, those people, those kind of people um, or that person is flexible. And, you know, that just, it just what I'm just trying to say is there has to be a structure in place first before you can even form flexibility because if there's nothing there, you know, then what are you being flexible about? Anywho's, <laughs> I loved my first attempt uh, um, at living by design, but sadly it was short lived. And um, <laughs> the thing is, it wasn't even short. It, w- it wasn't short lived because um, I got pregnant maybe less than a year after I, I birthed my son. Because I mean, I had a plan, and all I needed to do was tweak it as it grew older, and you know, as I also progressed in my journey, and all that. So it was easy because it was easier because you know I had something to fall on. But it actually failed because. My attempt at living by design was focused on another human being, not myself. And not to seem selfish. In fact, I'm not selfish. It is what it is. It is the truth. Human beings, you know, that saying of you cannot give what you don't have is very real. It's very, very real. Because my because my why was um, for wanting to live intentionally wasn't for myself. It failed. It failed woefully and it took me another two years to get back on track two years of you know feeling overwhelmed feeling scattered feeling out of like i had no control over my life it was hard oh it was hard but (laughs) yeah i'm sure a number of you can relate but alhamdulillah alhamdulillah yeah so and this brings me to you know why do some goals that we set towards our desired life fail. You know, a reason, like I said previously, was because I set a goal that was not for me. I set it for somebody else. You know, my why wasn't for me. It was for someone else, which in that case was my son. But another reason why, you know, some some of our goals fail is because we set goals that seem cool, 
or seem like, oh, it's a good goal to set because, I mean, every other person is doing it. So, for example, people are, you know, they want to, you want to, they want to work in tech or they want to make millions of naira, and you to you decide to set a goal that okay, me too, I want to make millions of naira, which of course is not bad, but is it really what you want? So that's the question, right? So when you set a goal that is not in alignment with who you truly are or your values, right, it's going to fail, right? So basically, you take someone else's goal or a goal that society is you know praising, and you take it for yourself as your ideal self and of course because it's not in alignment with who you truly are it's going to fail then another reason is that we set goals maybe you set a goal that for the large for the large parts or to a large extent is outside your zone of control right so you you don't know how to achieve it or you do not have like the capability or the skills to achieve it right those kind of goals they would ultimately fail because you do not know how to go about it right you do not even have like you do not have an idea of how to even go about it right whether it's in terms of like oh who do i even meet to help me or something you're just clueless um once a goal is outside your zone of control for a large to a large extent it's most most likely going to fail then the third reason that i would like to touch on is that sometimes we don't follow through on some of our goals because it just wasn't our time to achieve it yes i said it 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 just you know wasn't our time and it might seem that i'm just being all spiritual or i'm just trying to find excuses but again it is what it is from my experience and from what i hear from other people as well you know from my interactions it's possible that we don't get a goal because it's just not our time. It's just not our time. It is, you know, it might be somehow to believe, but it, that, that's just the truth. Like, so, for example, it's like how, you know, maybe we learned something in school years ago and it seems like gibberish then, but five years, 10 years down the line, that and maybe we've been using it frequently, you know, just trying to implement it or use the knowledge in one way or the other, it finally clicks and you now understand so for example when i started my business in 2017 my husband who is a finance um professional was trying to teach me about um he was trying to teach me about business model canvas and when he was teaching me then it was like greek i'm like what's this guy saying like i couldn't understand it and he was just trying to tell me you know the various moving parts of my business and how you know all those basic things that but now after like now um I attended so two years ago I attended an entrepreneurship program shout out to a work and um and by the way if you want to apply for you know a business program that is so is well rounded is robust you know you be in a cohort of over 200 of 200 other women from different countries you want to check out a work a work was so beneficial to me like it taught me so many things and Yes, back to the BMC um, example. So because when I joined that program, I had been in business for a while, like about one and a half years or two years. When they were teaching me BMC, it just clicked. It just made more sense. So perhaps, or not even perhaps, I actually needed to be in business for a while for me to now get it. Do you understand? But it still boils down to the fact that, you know, I still had to use 
that I had come across that that concept of BMC again. So it's not that I just never revisited it, right? I still tried until it finally clicked. So now that you know I've mentioned some of the reasons why you know achieving a goal towards you know the life that we desire um, can fail. Um, let's now look at how we can actually design our lives intentionally, you know, that is live by design, right? So the very first thing is that you want to, again, conceive in your mind what kind of life you want to live by think, thinking deeply about, you know, who you want to be, like in your ideal future, what, what type of person are you, you know, what is your identity, um, how do you want to feel, how do you want to experience things, right, how do you want to experience people, how do you want people to experience you, right, what kind of person, how do you show up at work, you know, how do you show up at, at your home, you know, with your friends, your family, you know, basically it's like the vision, like, if you were to die today, or a few days from now, or a few months or years from now, what would you like to be remembered as, right, what's that, what's that identity, you know, then you also want to think about, you know, why do you want to show up as this person? So again, it has to be for you and not for any other person, right? It has to be for you. Then when you have thought about, you know, the big picture, the, the, the identity that you want to embody, then you want to think about, you know, what is it that you would have to do to get there, to get to that your ideal self you know what do you need and when i mean ideal i don't mean perfect because nobody can ever be perfect we can only strive to be you know better every single day um but you want to you know you you need to have a picture of the type of life you want to be the type of person you want to be the type of life you want to live right you can't just leave things to happenstance you can't wing things that's not what we're about here in the radiant life right for you to live radiant joyously you actually need to take charge of your life you need to take charge of your time right so back to what i was saying you need to think about what you need to do to get to that ideal self or that big picture you have for yourself right what do you need to prioritize based on the season of life that you are in? So if you are a single lady, it's different from the things, the activities going on in your life will be different from someone that is married and is expecting, or for someone that is even married, you know, it's just different. If you are a student, it's different from when you're working. So you need to take cognizance of, you know, the season of life that you are in. Then you now want to think about, okay, how do you now get there? Like, it's like similar to the mission right what habits will define you what actions will you be taking would you need to take on a daily monthly basis you know to take you towards that dream self um that person that you desire right um and for me when i think about my life which i totally recommend for everybody and i'm sure we all do this um if you are not doing it consciously already you do it unconsciously right so we are a whole that is made up of different parts, right? And I try to divide my life or think about the various components. It just gives me a good sense of, okay, which part am I doing well in? Where do I want to put more steam on? Where do I want to press the pedal more? Or where do I just want to maintain, right? So for me, the various parts of my life, and this is an order of priority, is my faith, my relationship with God, my spirituality. Then I, after that, I think about myself. Because again, I cannot give what I do not have, right? I need to fill my cup first before I can 
spill someone else's cup. It's the same thing like when you're on a flight, when they're um, um, telling you about the safety measures, they'll tell you to put on your own face mask first before you can put on a face mask for someone else, right? So after myself comes my husband because that's my life partner. That's, you know, the love of my life. That's the person that I have children with. Um, so he comes next. And after that, my children... Then I have my family, my friends, my finances, my career, and my community, right? How do I want to show up to my community? So for you, you might want to break it down more. So under myself, I still have stuff like all oh, my fun, fun hobbies, you know, relaxation, rest, and all those stuff. But just not to make it too granular, you know, those are like the, I think I have eight or nine like main components. I break it down to. So, so, so for some of you, you might want to make it a bit, um should i say shorter or smaller like put so many things so for some people they might say relationships and just put you know family um spouse together but i just want to make it i don't want to make it too granular but i also don't want to make it just um like very um other call it high level kind of um approach yeah i do hope you get what i mean anyways but yeah then after you have, you know, thought about all these things, you have thought about your different aspects and you have thought about, you know, what are the actions or habits I need to take, you know, towards achieving my dream self. So I've looked at myself as a whole and I've said, okay, this is the type of person I want to be. And I've looked at diverse, the various part of my life and I said, okay, um, these are the things that I need to do in these various aspects to give me that whole big picture then you want to think about your values right um you want to reevaluate your values so some of us and including myself right we are carrying around values that have been passed down to us from our family our parents our society and i don't mean that those values are bad not really but the question is are they what you need are they serving you are those values serving you right? Are they what you need at this season in your life, right? And I mean, there's some values that are non-negotiable and all that, but you just want to go through that process of actually thinking. And that's why this self-awareness and getting to know yourself journey is like a lifelong one, right? So you want to reevaluate those values that you have. You know, what do you need to imbibe? What values do you need to bring on? What do you need to maintain? You know, what values need to go out the window? you know, that will help you stay aligned to or help you on that journey, on that goal towards your ideal self or your desired life, right? So it's basically, you know, in summary, all what I've said now in the past, say, five minutes or three minutes is basically like having a vision, a mission and values like businesses do. So if your mission is your destination, your big picture, your ideal life, right? And your mission is like that that ship with a compass that is taking you to that destination, right? And that's where you have like your goals and your plans in there. Your values are like your rudder and your anchor that's, that keep you grounded, that help you stay on course till you get to, you know, your destination. So those are the things that, you know, they help, just keep you sane. They keep you grounded. They, they you It's not easy to just move you or shift you from that goal that you set your eyes on that is what values would do for you now after you um you have defined all 
that you want, you know, you want to catch on plan. And see, <laughs> planning isn't foolproof. And I'm sure everybody can attest to this. Just because you planned for something doesn't mean that it cannot fail, right? It just that it minimizes the chances of failure. And even if you fail, you know, you already know, okay, maybe this is not, maybe I should try another way or something. It's different from not even having a plan from the get-go. There's the quote that says that if you aim at nothing, you will always hit it. Let me take that again. If you aim at nothing, you will always hit it that is you will always hit nothing i think it was by zig ziglar um and there is of course the popular quotes um the popular hadith for us um for us muslims which says that you know you have to tie your tie your camel and trust in allah not all it's not either or it's not it's either you um, tie your camel or you trust in allah it is and you have to do both right and that is where having a plan comes in place and it is so essential in living by design living a life by design that you have a plan again you have a goal you have a big picture you know this is where you want to go you set goals towards it you have a plan towards it right and you execute it right so Having a plan involves evaluating where you are currently. What is your reality? You know, what do you need to maintain? What do you need to change? What do you need to ditch? You know, think about the things that you want to do. Think about where you are. Think about some of the things or factors that can stop you from taking action on your goals. And think about how you can mitigate them. How, how how can you mitigate them? How can you overcome them? And this is where things like having accountability might come in, right? Because sometimes this is where um, most of us fall short. Is because oh, we set a goal and we don't share with anybody. And I mean, we are human. Sometimes we might slack and everything. But is it there's someone there that is that is in tune or is that knows at least this is what you're up to? They're able to say, ah, how far now? you know that stuff that you want to do you know how's it going and all that and because that because we might feel embarrassed um when you've continuously said something and you don't do it some that's like the psychology around accountability right because you don't want to embarrass yourself or you don't want to feel like you're letting someone down then you get to it but again i digress but yeah think about some of the things that might stop you from you know, some blocks that might stop you from taking action on your goals. And that is why that the previous episode on limiting beliefs comes in because sometimes our biggest blocks is actually our mindsets, our minds, right? So when you think about it, then you can now think about, okay, what are the mitigating factors? What are the things I can do to kind of overcome these blocks? Right. So now that you have, you know, you have thought about the things that you need to do, you have the habits of the actions that you need to invite or what the things that you need to do. Right. So what you now want to do is you want to calendar it up. Right. Like put everything on your calendar, as many things as you know that you need to do to achieve your goal, put it on your calendar. Right. So. So, for example, this year, I told myself that I want to 
putting a lot of rest into my time, a lot of rest and reflection. And it's not just by mouth. It's because I have noticed that for me to recharge, if I rest well, if I sleep, if I rest, if, I, if I'm able to think, you know, if I'm able to just relax, <clears throat> it's very, it's, that's my own way of recharging, right? And I knew that I need, I need more of that. I want more of that. I mean, not even necessarily need, I want more of, you know, that, that um, relaxation and rest and, you know, just having time to think through things. I have said, okay, what do I need to, to put in place? And I, I, and I said, okay, that means that I need to every day, like out of seven days of the week, one of those days I need to actually, it might not be a full day, but it might be a half day where I just take out time and just slow things down. Right when maybe most people are out of the house or something, I just cover out time. Then I'll say, and then I said, okay, after every quarter, I'll take you know some time off to rest. It can be one or two days just to refill and charge. But chances are, if I don't put it in my calendar, I won't do it. So what I've done is I have put put those things in my calendar, and it doesn't mean that um, plans cannot change or things cannot change. But because it's already there. Chances are, if somebody should come up with, oh, Seki come for this event or something, and it falls on that day that I've already set up, chances are, you know, I won't be able to override it, except maybe it's extremely, extremely important. But the thing is, I have chosen, I've taken control of my time first before someone else will come and, you know, hijack it. So that is, that is, that is what, you know, calendaring would do for you, scheduling things. And, and trust me, um, before... I used to be like, I don't like calendars. I hate calendars and all that. But I just thought about it that my husband does things with so much ease. And it's not like, oh, he doesn't have his difficult moments where he doesn't want to, he just has no motivation and everything. But even for me, my husband would tell me, let me check my calendar. And my head, I'd be like, this calendar that I always shouting and everything. But when I, <laughs> I've seen the lights and I know that that is the way to go. Right, that is just the way to go. And it's not that you're being bossy or anything. It's just the way it is. You should put yourself first. Right. And I've I've you know I've taken that on and I think that everybody should actually take it on. Have a calendar and actually stick to it. Right. So when you've calendared, you know, things, you have put in your schedule, you have thought about the goal, what you want for the various aspects of your life, you know, for your husband, maybe it's that you want to have more, you know, intimate dates or whatever, you know, put it up there. Maybe every month you have a date night or something, put it there so that you can see it. So that chances are when it gives you that reminder, you start working towards it. And that way, by the time you execute on it, it strengthens your relationship, your relationship. If it's out with your kids, you want them to, um, maybe there's something you want them to learn how to swim or you want them to learn manners or something, put things in place. Sign them up for swimming class. Every Saturday you are going for class, put it on your calendar so that, you know, chances, it, it gives more probability that it will get done. So time is our greatest asset, right? And I do not know how to emphasize on this. Like, time is so precious. Time is so important. And sometimes when I think about the way I I, I have spent my time in the past or how I even still spend my time sometimes, I feel, I feel so bad 
because it just feels like oh my god all those those moments have been you know taken away from me i can't get it back so but i wouldn't dwell on that the whole idea again is to try and improve every day what can i change what can i tweak one of my biggest time eaters is social media and i'm gradually trying to stay off it so now i did the plan of okay on instagram i set that limit to stay one hour on instagram and everything it might be hard for a business for them because that was my own reality as well because i needed to be on the app you know reply messages advertise and all that but there's a difference between doing business and just sopping and faffing away on the internet and I'm very guilty of it and it's just something that I'm trying to do every day. So once it tells me you have spent one hour, then, you know, even if I don't shut down the app immediately, it starts ringing in my head that, you know, you are going above your limit and all that. So it's just trying to ensure that you utilize your time to the best of your ability. And living by design is all about taking control of your time, you know, using your time. As Muslims, we know, we know, we should know this. You know, Surat Asri says that man is at loss except those who spend it in doing good deeds, except those that are spending their time wisely, right? So we want to ensure that we make use of our time in the best manner possible. Lastly, you know, now that we have thought about where we want to be, we have looked at the various aspects of our lives, you know, and what we want to, you know, how, who we want to be what we need to do and all that and we have you know broken it down into to like action tactics and everything we put it up on our calendar and all that you know you want to schedule out time in that same calendar to review on a weekly basis or in quarterly basis your progress are you moving and it's not even just about are you moving are you moving in the right direction is, it, is your movement still in alignment with who you are at that point in time? Do you need to change direction? You know, do you need to change course? Has there been a major life change for you? So, for example, last year, I, I, I got ill. And the plans that I had at the beginning of the year, I got ill in March. And I'd already had some plans um, at the beginning of the year. Um, but because I got ill, I couldn't, you know, proceed. I couldn't execute on it. So, for sure, my plans had to change, right? And that's okay. It's okay to change course and everything. So now I'm trying to get back on that plan that I had at the beginning of last year. So help me God. So you just need to constantly review. And this step is so, so important. Like you need to review. If not, um, you lose sight of what's important and your goals fade away and, you know, you don't keep them top of mind. And at the end of the day, you know, what's, um out of mind i'll be out of sight is out of mind right so you just need to make sure that you keep your goals visible to you and that's by checking constantly checking on a weekly basis if you can but i would say do not exceed like a month before you check your goals so um one thing i forgot to to mention was you know in my i've tried so many ways to set goals and all that over the years some have worked some have failed and this process i've just said you know has worked for me um so far and it's still working and i'm still tweaking and all that um but one thing i wanted to say is that concept of a word for the year choosing a word for the year works for me so well 
And I think it works for a lot of people as well, because, you know, when I read from people and other, I think it works for them. So, so for me, what I do is I, I have a word of the year and it's based on, you know, the stage, the season of my life again. It's so, so important to take your season into consideration. If not, you will be working against, like you won't be working in alignment and that's just the recipe for failure. So last year for me, it was explore. Right, so I just wanted because I was ill, and you know I just wanted to take things easy, see what was going on. I was going through a rough time in my business, you know, trying to figure out some things. So I just said, you know, I'm just going to explore, and that's what I did throughout last year. And it doesn't mean that because last year has ended, I'm going to stop exploring. No, it just means that now I've moved on to something else. So now my word for the year is execute. And that's what, and I have put it up. So I did like a pretty design and I put it up as my wallpaper on my phone. So that anytime I see my phone, I see the word execute. And I know that, you know, it, and it's not just execute in terms of like business or whatever. It's execute a, a, across all the aspects of my life. Everything that I've said I wanted to do, your goal this year, your word is to execute this year. And that just keeps me in check, right? So that's a reminder for me, right? So, you know, all the things I've said is just trying to help you live more authentically. And I've realized that when you have control to a large extent, because I mean, man plans, but Allah is the, you know, overall, he knows, he sees all things, right? He knows what is best for us. But at the end of the day, we still need to plan because those things give us a semblance of control. And in order to live, a joyous life, a life that you are, you are, you are joyful, not just happy, you are joyful from the inside out. You need to have some form of control over your life. You need to, it just gives you peace. It gives you ease. It makes you know that you are making progress gradually, steadily, right? And that's just the beauty of living by design, right? Is actually curating what you want for yourself, not letting life to happen to you but for you to happen to life right so it's not just that life is going to give you gospels and everything and you're just going in all direction it's that you have a plan and even if life comes you know hits you left right center you are still able to go back on course um basically so i think i am done with this episode i hope that it was you know you've learned something. I hope that it has reminded you of something and I hope that it inspires you towards if you haven't, you know, really thought about what you want your life to be. It doesn't have to be 10 years, 20 years. I mean, we might not even live up to that. It can just be from, okay, within the next one or two years, how do I want my life to be? And start working towards it, right? So little steps, baby steps, nobody has it all figured out or at least once you start thinking about there has to be something you have to look forward to and that's just human nature for you right so if you have not thought about it deeply there's still time i mean this is january there's still time for you to to think about it it's never too late and you know just try to implement as much as possible so i'd love to to read from you there's actually a section where you could put your comments, there's a section where I think you can also send me voice messages, right? So I'd like to hear from you, you know, what has resonated with you so far? What are you doing this year? 
what are you doing differently or what are you continuing to do that has worked for you it will be nice to hear your thoughts and also you know share with the audience so yeah do let me know i'm looking forward to reading from you and as usual please share you know, like the podcast, read the podcast, share with your family and friends. It does a lot. You know, it means a lot to me, especially now that I'm actually taking intentional steps to track my progress. So week on week, even when I was away and I wasn't actively promoting it, you know, I've just been trying to, because in the past, I'm not one to actually, you know, take stock of my progress, but I realized that it makes me feel more gratitude in my soul. So now I have started, you know, taking stock of my progress. And it's been such a joy to just see how, even when I'm not saying, we'll go listen to the podcast, you know, the the, the listenership has been growing steadily and, and gradually. And that's just amazing because for me, it was, even if it's just one person that listens, right, it's okay. It's okay, right? And yeah. So thank you all so much. Do let me know your thoughts. And um, I look forward to um, seeing you in the next episode. Till then, stay joyous.